0: To go out and see how much of a problem this is for other people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hello
0: there, are you Sandra Gidley? I am, are you Joanna? I am.
1: Hello, Hello. lovely Hi. to meet you. Nice Can't to meet speak. you. Oh. I'm Sandra Gidley, I'm president of the Royal Pharmaceutical Society which represents oh. pharmacists, but day Job, I'm a community pharmacist.
0: As you know, we've come to speak to you about prescription charges. Do you know when the NHS started charging for prescriptions?
1: Well, the NHS started in 1948, and at that stage, prescriptions were free. But because of the cost of the drug bill, charges were introduced. A Labour government later abolished the charges. Drug costs increased again so charges were reintroduced but with a system of exemptions so for example if you're over 60 or under 16 you got your prescriptions free and then 1968 there was a list of conditions drawn up and if you had one of the conditions on the list you got your prescriptions free if you didn't you had to pay the conditions on the list were those for which there was a recognised treatment so people with thyroid problems they'd have a thyroid supplement Diabetics could have insulin, but the decision was made all diabetics would get their treatment free. And the other big category is epilepsy.
0: Has the list changed at all since it was initially drawn up in 1968?
1: Yes, it was reviewed because there was a strong lobby on behalf of people with cancer and changes were made to accommodate that.
0: I myself have a long-term health condition, but I know that my prescriptions were free but when I turned 19, I had to start paying, even though I was still at university. Back in 1968, <laughs> presumably my condition wasn't on the list because there wasn't a cure for it. Would that be the case? Absolutely the case.
1: Um, when I think back to when I first started in practice, which was 40 years ago, a pharmacy like this would have a very limited number of treatments. And now, looking around you today, you can see absolute plethora of things.
0: So, are you saying that now there's far more treatable long-term conditions than there were when the list was drawn up?
1: Absolutely the case, and it's good news that there are treatments available for some of these conditions, but it has given rise to these other problems. So... All around the country, you've got people struggling to afford their medicines.
0: As a pharmacist, what sort of things do people say to you that suggest that they're struggling to pay for their prescriptions?
1: Well, the common one is when they have two or three items on a prescription and they simply only have enough money or credit to pay for one and pharmacists will be asked which is the most important. That's when you have people compromising on what they take. Some people actually take a reduced dose to eat their medicines out. If your decision is whether you eat or treat,
0: then that's a tough one. And actually, most people will probably choose to eat. I can really actually relate to some of the stories that you've been saying. I have been known to um, stretch out my anti-rejection medication, oh, no. just to make it last a bit longer. But I'm that's
1: just... one that you really should be taking. Uh, I think that's terrible. I'm going to bossy mum
0: mode here. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll ask my mum for help, but it's not something you like to do when you're trying to be financially independent. But when you can't afford to eat sometimes or take your medication, you have to make that choice. Now,
1: some people say, oh, well, you can buy a prepayment certificate. That isn't very much... But the problem there is if you can't afford the initial outlay for your period of prescriptions or your year, then it's not much help to you. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, really.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what other help is available for people that are struggling to pay? Well, some don't
1: realise they get free prescriptions. There are a number of benefits where you do. So, for example, people on income support or job seekers allowance, they generally get their prescriptions free. Some people are eligible for help if they have a low income and students sometimes come into that category. So it's worth filling out the form and seeing whether you can get your prescriptions free.
0: So you've just mentioned there that students could possibly be eligible to be free from prescriptions i'm a student and i wasn't aware of this
1: well it's not in your right as a student but it's in your position as being a student and having a low income so that's where it possibly will benefit you sadly you know pharmacy is busy places and quite often you don't have the time to go through this with everybody sometimes it's an assumption that they've already looked at it but it is well worth investigating best that can happen is you get your prescriptions free
0: I think I'm going to go home and research that. I'm quite surprised, actually. I'd give it a go if I were you. So if I'm confused by that, are there other people that you see that may be exempt from paying but they don't know about it?
1: Oh, loads of people. And generally, it's when people access the benefit system. So, for example, if you don't read all the small print in your letter when you're told about your benefits, you might be on income support and not realise that you get prescriptions free. My name's Steve Stephen
0: Dine.